inviting kids to go off to a worship event and she's like, oh, sits down in the car and she's like, oh, mummy hat off, worship hat on and oh, what a day sort of thing. And Pastor Bill Johnson from the back seat just leans forward and says, oh, the problem is the worship hat should never have come off. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> what a revelation just in that moment. And just even in worship, you can see my son Harvey's pretty excited to be an only child today. And uh, <laughs> um, But that's something that I've really held on to, that I am a minister of the gospel with my children in the grocery store, wherever I am. And so it's an honor to stand up before you today, but wherever I am, there I, it's me and God and me and you. Whoever's there, it's, that's just how it is. And so that's how I'm going to live. So I'm just going to pray this, um, Matthew 10, verse 20, that it won't be me speaking, but the Spirit of your Father repeatedly speaking through me today. God, we just thank you for the word that you've placed in my heart. Um, your word, God, that it just would just be breathed life this morning. I just pray that... Um, everybody that hears it will just take hold of something that they would be encouraged, they would be inspired. and But most of all, God, that they would just see you and feel you and know you a little more today. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, take a seat. Amen. All right. You can sit down if you want. All right. So we're going to look at... Um, Everybody always, they get like a title for their sermon, and I really wasn't getting one. So the title of my sermon today is called Sandals. You're welcome. You'll never forget it. Sandals. If you've got a pair, get excited. All right, and so we're going to start off in Exodus 3. We're looking at Moses and the burning bush. Iconic story. We're coming up to, uh, my family always do Passover, and so it's something my kids love to watch, this story of Moses. It's a little bit, oh, thank you, yes. It's a little bit, um, what do they call it? They take some creative leniencies. Liberties, that one, in these movies, but it's a bit of fun. All right, so let's start off um, Moses 3, verse 1. Now, now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. So what was Moses doing? He's just tending to the sheep. He's run away from Egypt, and there he is. God found him there, and he's just with sheep. But verse 2, There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, and it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. I was reading this and I got sort of caught by this, this curiousness that Moses had, this curiosity that thought, why? Tell me more. I need to go over and see, I need to discover, I need to find out, well, why is it like this? Why is it happening like this? And so then I was thinking about my own children and how curious they are. If you've ever met a child, if you have children, if you've seen one at the shops, if you work with children, you know that they can be full of questions. And there's a certain age where they just, all they have is questions. And um, I, ha I still have that all day, every day. But I, I remember my brother Nathaniel, <laughs> one, one night, it's like bedtime, and that's when the questions really amp up. 
It's like, I don't want to go to sleep. I've got all day, I've been thinking of these questions, so at night time I can prolong bedtime and ask you all these questions. And Nathaniel's in bed and he goes, hey, how do you make carpet? <laughs> I remember sitting in my room because I was like, I'm on to you, kid. We're in separate rooms. I heard this question. I was like, who asks that? Who are you to think of? I was like, you know, why is one dinosaur bigger than the other? Like, why, you know, why did I fall down today? And like, why did blood come out? And now why is it black? Like, what happened? <laughs> they were my questions. I, but I just remember this curiosity of Nathaniel and his analytical mind to think, well, how do you make carpet? And why? Why did they make carpet? <laughs> but I love... I love that when we're curious for the things of God, in Psalm 34, 8, it says, when we taste and see that the Lord is good. Actually, I should turn there. Hold on. I'm going to go back there again later as well. 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Oh, I love that this curiosity to taste and see. If we're trying new foods, we're tasting and seeing. We're like, what does it taste like? What does it feel like? There's certain foods I haven't tried. I've, I've been on missions trips. I went to the Philippines. I've been three times. And one time it was um, goat eye stew. Um, thankfully, I was like, I'll try this one. But I think Beck had a beautiful, more than a mouthful. <laughs> but let's get back to Exodus because I want to continue here. So he got... Curious. I want to go over and see what this strange size, why does this bush not burn up? In verse 4, I found something that I hadn't really noticed before, but it says, when the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look. So there was something that caught his attention. He decides to act on it. Moses decides to act on this curiosity. I mean, I'd be like, what? Great. Why is there a fire? I'd probably think of other things and not God, but... Well done, well done, Moses. But when the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Has God been trying to get your attention? Has God been showing, like in any moment, in whatever it is, whether it's been a, a sunrise, a something that when we, when we choose to be like Moses, when we choose to lean in a little closer, that he'll speak. He's not wanting to withhold from us but he's wanting us to come in that little come in closer and so for me in verse 5 it says do not come any oh and Moses said here I am here I am God but verse 5 do not come any closer God says take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground he was in the wilderness he was there with his sheep he walked through poo he's He's just out there doing his thing in his sandals. But in an instant, the ground was transformed and it was now a holy place. Have you ever been there? Well, I, okay. My example is that I was in my, in my kitchen the other night. Had a really big week. There was a particular night where there was just, there were hours worth of dishes to be done. <laughs> hours. Because everything needed extra scrubbing. It's one of those days, I don't know what happened, but there was concrete in the kitchen and it just nothing would get clean. But I put worship music on because I love to set the atmosphere. I grew up with that we always just had worship music on from the moment we woke up to the moment we went to bed. There was all sorts of music that we, we, 
And I always come back to those songs, the songs of my childhood, the songs of those moments where if wherever I need something in life, those things are there. We have that, whether it's scripture, a memory verse, or a hymn, or something that from when we were first saved, from when we were children, or whatever moment it was, we can go back to these things. And I love how good God is and how he can speak to us in whatever moment. But I had worship music on, and I was singing, and it was, I think the song might be called I Love Your Presence, but it's just, they were just singing so simply, I love, I love, I love your presence. And, and it was this moment where I had the worship music on and I was enjoying it as background music, but not really taking much attention. But this particular song caught my attention. And so I leaned into it and I started singing it. And then I'm sobbing as I'm doing the dishes because I heard God singing within me that he was saying that he loved my presence. That he loves, he loves, he loves it when I draw close to him. He loves, he loves, he loves it when I sing to him. Because here I'm singing, like, I love to worship you. I love to sing to you. Here I am. I'm doing my dishes. And then in an instant, my kitchen was transformed. That my outlook after this moment, it was, it was no longer me in my dirties doing the dishes, but it was a holy place. And then I was letting go of all the dirt that I walked through that day. I was letting it all go, taking off my sandals, figuratively. But I was taking it off and laying it aside because I leaned into something. So my sermon today is, to, is in try, all it is, is that I want more of this and I want more of it for you. To lean in, to be encouraged and to feel the closeness, the intimacy, that what, what must it have felt like? Was, was it hot? Was it cold? Was it tingly inside was it just overwhelming in awe just not even knowing like but oh just the beauty all right so in an instant your atmosphere can be changed and so I want to look at another situation that was pretty overwhelming and needed needed to be changed and I've shared this before, and I just love it so much. And this is just where the sandals came from again. So we're going there. So we're looking at Acts. I'll put just bits of ripped up paper in here because I'm old school. All right. Acts 12, Peter's miraculous escape from prison. I love this. In verse 12, verse 5, it says, um, okay, it's so a little bit of backstory. Uh, King Herod wanted to persecute the Christians. Uh, he was looking for anybody that was serving the church and he wanted to persecute them. And so he captures Peter, brutally um, beats him publicly and then throws him in prison. And so verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the door at the entrance. But suddenly, suddenly, I love the suddenly, and we can have a suddenly and then an in an instant moment, that suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Get up. <laughs> Do that to my kids. School time. Get up. Quick. Get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Verse 8, and the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and your sandals. There they are again. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. 
Why was he asked to put his sandals on? This bit just intrigues me that it's like, you can just make chains fall off. The sandals could have just been on there. Spray on shoes. Like, they could have just been there. But God did what he can't do, and he needs to do what he can do. He needed to partner in that moment, doing what he can do. We can lean in. There's, some, there's always something that we can do. And, and it's just this little bit of like, come on, you're, you're a part of this. You're, you're a part of this. Put on your clothes. Put on your sandals. He did so. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself and they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. (laughs) Again, the suddenly. Peter's situation goes from being a prisoner on death's door because he he was there to be killed, not just to stay there until he died. But they were going to kill him. But he goes from... Being on death's door to being free, completely set free. Sorry? With his sandals. He was closed. The angel could have set him free and like, get out, get out, go, go, go. Would have been buck naked, no sandals, would have just been out there. But I just love this. What was the angel, what was Peter doing when the angel came? He was sleeping. What was Moses doing when the angel came? He was just tending to the flock. But the church had been earnestly praying. So in today, there are sort of three situations of where we are, and we're always rotating between the three, that we are earnestly praying to God for our families, for our colleagues, for for whatever situation where we're earnestly seeking God. And then he can meet you wherever you're at. You're out at work or you're sleeping. Wherever you are, God is there. And then we need to do what we can do. And God can transform it in the suddenly, in the instant. I just get so excited. For me, it's, it's looking after my children. In my lounge room, gets turned into the holy of holies. And my kids will come in. What are you, why are you crying, mum? God's here. <laughs> he's just, he's on me. But my kids are learning Levi comes home on Friday. They had chapel at school. I'm very thankful for the school he goes to, and it's a Christian school. And he comes home on Friday and he says, Mom, it was his birthday on Friday, but he says, Mom, I just, they sung the most beautiful song about Jesus today in chapel. And, um, and it just, it made me cry. Like he just turned seven. And, oh, it did. Like me. Same. I was like, well, what's this song? He's like, it was called. I don't know what it's called, but I'll sing it for you. And he sung it for me, and it was Raise a Hallelujah, which is just, if you've heard it, it's just, it is awesome. Because this wasn't just a song written at a, t- at a desk, at a, of a just, you know, these, these words will look good together, they'll sound good together. No, this song was written because they were earnestly seeking God for a miracle. There was a little boy that was going to die. It was like, tonight, you know, he's, we don't know if he's going to make it. And so they were earnestly seeking God for a miracle. And so in their praise and in their worship, he was healed. In his suddenly, he was set free. So the importance of our suddenly, the importance of us leaning in is not just for you. I want to see you set free. I want to see your family saved. I want to see your businesses f- flourish. 
But then it's not just for you. It's for your children. It's for your colleagues. It's for neighbor Betty next door. Come on now. But there is so much power in our prayer and in our curiosity. I pray that we would remain curious. We don't have the same amount of questions and things as kids do. We often just go, oh, okay, A plus B. Got it. Yep. Oh, okay, that's my diagnosis. Got it. Rainy day on the day that I'm meant to be having an outdoor event. Okay, got it. We just, but hold on. I'm so curious. I want to know. Once you've had your moment, then what? I love, I love that Peter, is it this? Yeah, no. I love that Peter goes back to his, he goes back to his friends who have been earnestly seeking and praying God for a miracle. They've been praying and he goes back to them from looking at verse, 13, 12 verse 13. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. (laughs) The very thing they're believing for, they're like, he's there. Wait, that's weird. Forget to let him in. I love that moment. This like we've got friends over you. Just oh, they're here. Awesome. I'll keep. I'll get you some drinks. Not even letting them in the house. I just love that. I find it funny. Verse fifteen. You're out of your mind. They told her. This is what they're believing for. They're believing for a miracle. But when it happens, they're like, no, you're out of your mind. They told her when she kept insisting that it was so. So this must have been some time. They said. It must be his angels. Verse 16, but Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I just love that. So Peter kept on knocking. But it says in the Bible too that our, our God, he knocks on, the, on our hearts. He's constantly like he's a gentleman waiting this gentle moment. I'm trying to bring all this together, this excitement of that we need to be looking and curious for what's God doing earnestly seeking him for not just ourselves but for others we need to be doing all these things and recognizing in the moment is it time to let go of all of that I've done or is it time to put my shoes on and run out the door like what is it God where am I at because we have moments of all of these all the time God wants us active curious and we're always doing all these things but we do need to rest and trusting that in our rest that God is still moving, trusting that our friends are still praying for whatever it is that we're battling for. Because if you've ever been in a moment of battling, and I know that in this house we have been, if you've ever been in a moment of battling and and really just pressing in the crushing and the pressing, seeking God for something, you know that it's still important to rest. There are only so many words that we can say and so many prayers that we can say before we end up in worship to silent. I'm just on my knees, my arms are out, I've got nothing left but just to sit and rest and wait and wait for you, God. Peter wasn't there just, oh, ho-hum. He knew who his God was. He knew it enough to know that his God gave him amazing visions, but then was almost shocked with, wow, this is actually real. Oh, wow, okay, I'm just going to walk out of here. I'm going to run before someone changes their mind. My 
my note. My, I, so many pens went <laughs> ran out while I was trying to write this that it goes all over the place. All right. I want to see shocking things. Like when the friends came, they didn't believe it. I want to see shocking things. Things that make me sit around and ask God how. Why? If you've had a breakthrough in your finances, I want to tell me more. If you've had your neighbor Betty's got saved, tell me more. Tell me how. What happened? What was God doing? How did it come about? I want to know. Your whole family gets saved. Or your kids are in church. You got the house that you always dreamed of. Tell me more. I want to know more because I want this to be that unto me. I want to know more about what my God's doing in your life so I can be excited about what he's going to do in mine. I want my heart posture to be one of leaning in. I want to always remember to be leaning in, to be, what is it, God? I'm recognizing something. I'm leaning in so I can feel it. God spoke to me from within the bush. I want to be leaning in and hear God speak. I want to lean in and and feel and see what he's doing, not just for me, but for my family, for my friends, for this family. What's happening to you affects me. If you're doing well, I'm doing well. We pray that for Luke's business all the time, that if they're doing well, they're not a Christian company, but if they're doing well, then he's doing well. They're able to give raises and bonuses, that wherever we are, we need to be honouring them because if they're doing well, that he is a blessing and an asset to them, sneaking the Holy Spirit in there every day and praying and coming up with strategies and things that surpass their understanding because who's our God? He's bigger than it all. I'm pretty much done, but I've just got a little bit more to read to you just here. Oh, it used to be highlighted, not today. Okay. All right. In Psalms 34 in the Passion Translation, I just love this translation because it just, it helps me. It just broadens it more for me. It just, I just, I just love it. Psalm 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord stooped down to listen as I prayed, encircling me, empowering me, and showing me how to escape. He will do this for everyone who fears God. Drink deeply of the, pre- of the pleasures of this God. Experience for yourselves the joyous mercies he gives to all who turn to hide themselves in him. Worship in awe and wonder all who've been made holy, for all who fear him will feast with plenty. Even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry, but those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. Amen. Come, children of God, and listen to me. I'll share the lesson I've learned of fearing the Lord. My prayer today is that we would feast, that we would rest, that we would continue to passionately pursue the Lord. So we would get back to having our lounge room moments, to having our car moments. I love to worship in the car, but I also find I'm distracted. I've had to purposefully make time. I had to purposefully, this week I was so busy, it was like there's no Netflix, there's no... I had to cut it back. I purposely making time for my God more than, than ever. When we're, when we're really in, in, in our time, we're really needing to make sure that I am... I'm available to lean in to whatever it is that I'm going to notice. 
And, and you notice it in all sorts of ways. Oh, thank you, Lord. Just, oh, that car park. That just, oh, my goodness, that blessed me. I had so much to take. Oh, thank you, Lord, the break in the rain. In whatever it is in our every day that there's, there's little things and there's big things, but we need to be recognizing God is trying to speak to every one of you. And he uses so many different avenues to continually try and speak to us, not just through our word, but we need to be reading our word, not just listening to our word, but we need to be reading it and tasting and seeing as we eat of this, the more hungry we get. If you don't feel like you have a hunger for the word of God, start to read it because the more you read it, the more and ask God to bring it alive to you. Because as he brings it alive, the more we hunger for the more, more, I want more. And we have seasons. I'm in a season of busyness. I have three, three children. And I'm running in and out of the door and wiping faces and bottoms and all sorts of things. But God has just given me such a grace in this period. Whatever period there is grace. Because when I get into the word, I don't have a long time. But he knows that my time, he says, I love your presence. He says, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to call to you. I have something. And every time I open it, Something speaks to me, and it's so rich, even just in a moment, even just in a song. If you're just saying, God, you know, I have 10 minutes, I have a lunch break, I have, I've just vacuuming, I've got earbuds, whatever it is, I'm just go for a walk, whatever it is, we can all just give and lean in. Our heart posture is that it is for you, God, and it's, it's for you, and you speak to me because the purpose of of God coming to Moses wasn't just for it to be an awesome experience, but that M Moses set the Israelites free and that Peter was set free, not just so that he could be free, yes, that's fantastic, but so that he could continue doing the work of God. God wants to speak to you. He wants to bless you. I believe he wants to bless all of us. He's going to get houses, I'm believing. I'm going to get a house. Thank you, God. We're going to get houses. Uh, you want a house. You want a house. We all want God, God wants to bless each and every one of you, and then it's not just for you. It's so that you can have someone come in. You can get a bigger lounge so you can sit more people in it, a bigger car so you can take more people in it. God wants to bless you, but just lean in, hear what he has to say so that it can encourage you, inspire you, for you to reach out for more. Are you in the earnestly praying and seeking God? Are you in the resting are you in the leaning in? I feel like we're kind of always in these things. But wherever you are right now, I'm just going to encourage you to stand. If you'd like prayer, I'd love to pray for you. If you just need a cuppa, that's fine. I'd love to pray for you. This is short and sweet because it was just, it was just, it was the thing that God hit me with, this encouragement of, of where my feet are taking me. I just... I'm unusual things, weird things inspire me, encourage me. But the sandals, I just loved it. It's like, take them off, put them on, what's happening? But whatever season you're in, you're in a season of taking them off, putting them on, recognizing, but just recognizing. I want to be curious enough to see, is that you, God? Show me more. Tell me more. I want to feel more. I want to see more. And then so my kids can see it. Because... What I loved about Levi coming home and telling me about his experience was that he's seen me do it. How would my kids know what worship is or how to worship if they didn't see me demonstrate it first? In your workplace, demonstrating honour and integrity, 
with your neighbor, generosity. Here's some bickies. Here's some of my extra herb. Whatever. We don't always know our neighbors. And then people don't always like us. But there's a scripture that says that they'll throw mud at you, but none of it will stick because it doesn't mean anything. Because consistently you have been kind, you have been patient, you have been good, that we've been throwing out the fruits of the Spirit. It's like, oh, you throw your, your words at me. Hey, patience. Take Our kids, the people around us, they... They demonstrate the things that they see. We've just noticed Harvey's got a bit of road rage. Wonder where I got that from. He's like, cars, get out of the way. It's a bit of fun. I laugh now. But to all those around us, to those watching, there's always someone watching. There are people looking at you, waiting for you to fail. But there are so many looking at you, waiting for you to soar, to succeed, to be set free. That when the chains were broken off, that they fell down and then he stepped away from them. He was no longer in the chains. The chains are gone. He's no longer a shepherd just to the sheep, but a shepherd to people. That your ministry may be in your workplace. Discipling, you may not have like disciples within the church, but you are looking after those around you and wherever you are. We all know this. I'm just encouraging you to, to know it, to know how good your God is, to feel it, to lean in. Lord God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for this word, God. I just pray that as it's gone out, Lord Father, that it would not return void, mighty God, that people would be encouraged to lean in to seek you, to be excited. And then as Moses went on, you said, what's in your hand or what's in their hand here, God? I just pray that you would reveal what it is that each and every person here has. Lord God, I just thank you that you've blessed them in individual ways. And God, that there are are deep things, there are deep hurts, there are deep aches, there are big prayer requests within this place. There are big things that have been pressing for a long time, not just a week, a few weeks, a month, for years we've been believing for things. And God, I just believe that we'll see them come to pass, mighty God. I thank you for salvations, for reconciliations, Lord God. I thank you for, for blessed workplaces, Lord God, that you would give wisdom and strategy on how to make money, Lord God. That it's not just that we would look good, but that it would be for the kingdom. Because then you can employ more people. You can be blessing more people and then you can be sowing more into the kingdom of God. It's not just, oh, so I look good. But God, I just thank you that you have wisdom and strategy for families, for, for neighborhoods, for communities, Lord God, that you're going to give people dreams and visions, mighty God. I thank you for this house and just the blessing that's in this house, mighty God. I thank you that in an instant, in the suddenly, you can transform a situation that in, in, my, in my kitchen that night, I no longer was thinking about the dirtiness of that day, but I was just thinking how good my God is. All I could think of was how, how, how peaceful I felt, of how whole I felt, and that I didn't feel yucky and dirty, that I felt healthy and whole, that you gave me hope and peace for not just my future, but my family's future. And I thank you in this house, mighty God, that you give peace, you give hope. Oh, let us
daughter Zoe was praying this week and she kind of just stopped and I was like, you know what, Zoe? God hears your prayers. And she looked at me like in disbelief, like, really? <laughs> so, well, of course. So you're talking and you're praying isn't just for your mental journal, for your mental notebook, that God actually hears your prayers. We don't always get the answer how we think. The answer isn't always what we want. But there is always a response. That as we lean in, and I was encouraging her, that as she speaks out, God calls back. But we need to be learning to recognize his voice, this curiousness of God, was that you? And some of you, and I feel it right now, that some of you have just been, God, I don't know if you speak to me. I don't know if I've heard your voice. Sometimes I don't know. You know what, if it's, if it's not going against the word of God, I'm sure it was God. That I, when I hear God speak to me, I can't say that I've actually heard James L. Jones speak, Catherine, that's God's voice in my head. But I can't say that I've, I've heard the loud, audible voice of God, and I, but I'm excited. God, I want to hear it one day. I've put my order down. I've said, God, I'd love to hear from you one day. And I know it's going to be in a moment when it's just going to catch me by surprise. And gosh, I needed it. My son Levi, who's seven, has. Very jealous. He was praying for a little friend at school who'd lost a voice. God woke him up in the night. There was a light in his room. And he said to me that there were no lights on. But there was this light that he couldn't explain. And then he heard a voice say... And he couldn't look at the light. He couldn't see. And he heard a voice say that she's well. When you go to school tomorrow, that she's, she'll be five. I was like, what? That's awesome. Jealous. Speak to me, God, about big things. <laughs> Little girl lost a voice. She was naturally, eventually going to come back. No, but how awesome is that? He was six. He might have even been, he was five at the time. Seeking God for his friend. I'm so excited for him. I'm like, yes, God, be that unto me. I'm next. If you're waiting to hear God, be encouraged because I see visions. I see like picture stories. I feel and I hear him sort of in my own thoughts. I feel something. A song can speak to me. The word can speak to me. That God is constantly using whatever he can to try and speak to you. A rainbow, a cloud that looks like a fish and it's provision. Whatever it is, God is trying to speak to you. And I just pray that, God, that you would just give such a grace. And I just pray that people would begin to feel and to understand that you would add this extra peace. There would be a double portion of peace as they, as they are seeking you earnestly for things, God, that there would be this double portion of peace as they recognize what it is. That Moses was no longer afraid. He was like, oh, Back then he was afraid to look at the eyes of God because of whatever it was going in his, his life. But what Jesus paid for on the cross means that we don't have to be afraid. We come as we are. He takes us for all. So I'm just, I'm done now. But if you'd like prayer, I'd love to pray for you. Thank you for coming. God is good. Um, that's it.